Welcome to Hand Therapy Heroes, the premier podcast on hand and upper extremity rehabilitation. As a worldwide educator and developer of best-in-class hand therapy content, Susan Weiss, occupational therapist and certified hand therapist, brings you an array of hand therapy specialists, hand care solutions, and more. Welcome back, Michelle. Last time we spoke was mostly about your amazing casting skills. And I think we tiny bit touched on your telehealth experience and your business. But now we are at a point where we desperately need you, your advice, your experience to help practitioners that are left in this precarious position right now. So I'm going to dive right in because I know you are getting calls and emails and texts right and left. And I don't want to take up more of your time than we need to, but what are we going to do? What are therapists going to do? What are we able to do in the environment the way it is today? What do you think hand practitioners can do in order to deal with this current situation? How can, how can they move forward? So I think, um, just kind of starting off with taking, you know, a, a deep breath and not acting um, on, you know, impulse and um, kind of just taking a step back. Ultimately, we want our patients to um, be safe and um, be healthy. And we want ourselves and our um, employees, you know, our coworkers to be safe and healthy and, you know, um, everybody's health should be of the utmost importance. So um, I know a lot of uh, practitioners, private practitioners are concerned about their, you know, their practice as well because of, um, of you know, restrictions and, and um, shutdowns and things like that. So um, the, the good news is that there are ways that we can still see our, our patients and I think even if it's um, on a, a minimal basis, you know, through the telehealth and to, through virtual visits, um, even just to check in on them. And, and uh, you know, even if our patients aren't quite into the virtual thing or if you're not into it, phone calls, you know, I mean, any way to touch base with our patients and making sure that they're progressing and um, that, yeah, we can just kind of come together and and get get through all of this that's helpful so you have been doing this with years and years of digging into platforms and the how to's and the details and insurance and obviously you can't teach us all of that in this very short interview but with that said with the hipaa compliant platforms is there some that you would recommend people look into right away or that you think that would be valuable resources for people to try and learn a little bit more about being compliant yeah definitely um i mean i think most practitioners are probably in that hipaa um, covered entity you know if they are it's important for them to figure out first if they're a covered entity or a non-covered entity and i think most private practice uh, owners understand that, um, and I, so I think most. I'll speak more on the the ones that are HIPAA compliant um, or need to be HIPAA compliant. But there's so many platforms out there now 
Um, and there's a few free versions too. So you can try the free versions before you even, you know, have to put some money down. And, and even just to see, you know, I always tell people to practice, you know, practice the whole virtual visit, the, health, the telehealth, even with a family member or a friend, or, you know, if you're stuck at home with your family members, try it out at home. Because a lot of therapists like the idea of the telehealth or the virtual visit. And, but yet when it comes down to them actually doing it, they're just not sure how they're going to do it. Um, but some of those, those platforms, doxy.me is a really good one. That's a, a HIPAA compliant platform. Um, VC, that's a capital V C S E E. Um, and then there are PT, there's PT everywhere. There's blue J there's, they're a platform. There's a Zoom has a has a HIPAA compliant version, so it's important for people to know that um, the free version of Zoom is not HIPAA compliant. You know, uh, so you know, also FaceTime things like that are not HIPAA compliant. You want to make sure that whatever platform you're using will sign a BAA, which is a business associate agreement, uh, because ultimately you want to make sure that you've taken the, the steps to show that you are, you know, keeping your, your clients um, information secure and you're, you know, using a, a secure platform. That's, that's helpful for therapists. Thank you for that information. I'll, I'll put that in a summary sheet that I'll include when people send in a, a query with regards to some of those platforms that, especially the ones that they could do a free trial because that gives them an opportunity to see if it works for them. And I love the idea of trying it with friends or family just to see how it feels. It's like, you know, try yeah. it all on. Yeah. That's it's way perfect. different when you start doing it virtually and, and um, because we're so hands-on and that's the biggest thing I get is, uh, is therapists still struggling with that because they say, well, I, I, I'm so hands-on and 90% of what I do is hands-on. And, and, you know, I want to kind of just step back and say that we're so much more than hands-on. Like we offer so much more than our hands-on, you know, our education, our experience, our knowledge with you know, demonstrating exercises and educating them and showing modifications. And there's so much we can do through this platform. Um, and that's not to say that there's not a place for, for hands-on. There definitely is. Um, I'm just saying that we have to kind of think outside the box a little bit when you're using, you know, virtual visits uh, versus just being so used to the traditional, you know, face-to-face -face sessions. I mean, take the opportunity and learn, and perhaps even in the long haul, it might be something that you could utilize on an ongoing basis, practitioners, because they could have patients come in maybe once a week and do two virtual visits. It would be a great opportunity to be able to offer services that for patients that have trouble getting to the facility, whether they're older and they can't get there or they, you know, there's a million reasons why, which of course you teach us that, about that in the courses you've taught for us and you're, you have lots of consulting opportunities we'll talk about in a few minutes, but there's a, a lot of reasons why it's a good opportunity. We take this situation and let's find out the highlights of it. Let's turn this situation into an opportunity to learn another skill to add to your toolbox, basically. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So, but then the biggest question people are always asking, I'm sure, is reimbursement. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yes, the bad word, reimbursement. <laughs> um, yeah, so even, you know, amongst all this um, push for remote services and um, with the coronavirus, uh, there's still, reimbursement is still not um, universal. You know, there's still, Medicare is still not uh, a covering uh, therapists. So you want to make sure that you are really doing your due diligence about looking into each uh, payer source, looking at your, your patient's plans, because it also can be on a per plan basis as well. And um, you want to even consider the option of, of you know, private pay, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like I said, reimbursement's just not quite there yet. And if it is, it may not be what you're used to getting reimbursed. And um, it may take a long time for you to get reimbursement as well. You may get denied because there's a lot of companies that are not, um, they're just not used to uh, those, you know, those codes or the the modifiers or you know just learning all those different service codes and modifiers and gct codes and all that um there's a lot involved with that and a lot of companies they're not even familiar with all those codes yet either Mm -hmm. so you may get denied if you do submit um even if there's parity laws in in uh, your state you do want to look up to see if there's in your state if there are parity laws that way you can see if there is an increased likelihood for, uh, for reimbursement. But um, as far as Medicare goes right now, we're still not considered a, a provider, a telehealth provider, and there are no specific OT or PT CPT codes at this time. Mm-hmm. And the state by state thing is also something to be aware of. It's even if it does have some states that they're, you're allowed to practice telehealth, it doesn't necessarily cross borders. That's something right. for them to consider if they had the opportunity where people heard that you were doing telehealth like you, you have certain circumstances where you cannot provide them the care because of depending on what state they're practicing in. Is that correct? Right, yes. If, I, if, if they have um, a physician order uh, to do an OT evaluation and treat, Um, or they have a medical diagnosis, right? You have to be, you're restricted to the state of um, the location of that patient and you need to be uh, licensed in that state. Right, and I've been keeping an eye on some of the like temporary situations where they're granting some relief for telehealth services. But as you and I discussed at this time, it doesn't ride over to the therapies, is that correct? Right. From what I am reading and understanding, I'm not seeing that yet. Now, there are things, there's laws and regulations probably sitting on somebody's desk right now that who knows that it could change. So that's why it's so important to uh, just do your research. And, you know, like what we're saying today could be completely different next week. Perhaps uh, something goes into effect. So, um, yeah, definitely do your due diligence. And there's lots of, um, there's lots of websites out there that can, uh, you know, and of course, our, our state practice acts and AOTA and APTA um, are great resources too. 
And if people want to connect with you directly, I do know you provide consulting. So I wanted to let them know how to reach you. Um, did you want to share that now? Also put it in the summary sheet so that they can have the opportunity to reach out to you for consulting on, on anything with regards to telehealth, if, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. So they can um, email me would be a, a good option. Info, I-N-F-O at virtualhamcare.com. Um, they can also uh, go to virtualhandcare.com and um, they can uh, book. Uh, so a therapist can book a session with me, uh, um, a one-on-one -on -one consultation. I've got a lot of therapists reaching out, wanting to know how to do this. And I usually recommend to sign up for a consultation because we will actually do a video consultation. So for one thing, we're, we're meeting and we're... Um, I'm answering all the questions that you might have, trying to figure out what your goals are, what kind of structure and flow you need to have in place to get this, uh, the telehealth practice going um, for your situation. But also I like to do the video consults because I'm showing you how this kind of works, right? And exactly. a lot of therapists don't even you know, they, that might be their first interaction. So, um, and they kind of struggle with what to do with certain diagnoses. So we go over that as well. So I highly recommend to do um, a consult if you're, if you're looking into um, adding telehealth to your, to your practice. And, and then if they are an existing practice that they have uh, clients that they can't meet those needs currently, um, I'm also open to seeing those clients and, and um, you know, hopefully trying to continue their plan of care, or even if it is just creating, um, you know, monitoring their movement or, a, or an exercise program of some kind, I'm happy to do that. Right. Not necessarily creating a treatment plan as that would be a different scenario than just monitoring their progress. Right. Right. Yeah. If they're, yeah, if they're in the, um, if they're out of the state that I practice in, then right, then I'm restricted to um, really just kind of more of that education and wellness component. That's so great that you were able to spend some time with us. Uh, we also have uh, the opportunity to have a short course that you created for us, which I'll put that on our info sheet as well. So people can take a look at that if they have the opportunity and we will all be keeping close tabs with you since I know you're wonderful at informing everybody about what's going on. And thank you for being a leader in this field and bringing us some great information today and always and, and for showing us the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm excited to see more and more therapists getting into this space. We, we need more hand therapists out there. We need more OTs and PTs. We've got so much more we have so much to offer our patients and it can help increase our awareness, you know, increase the awareness of our profession and increase our reach. So I am so excited to see more and more therapists. Unfortunately, it takes, you know, a pandemic, but there, there's some, there's some, um, you know, there's some positive things to look at when it comes to that, that this perhaps uh, can help us increase our reach and, and people learn more about what we do. It's, it, we have to look at the bright side, otherwise yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go crazy. So right. <laughs> I know you're swamped and I 
and positive you need to get back to all those messages that are piling up in telehealth calls. So get on with it and we will be in touch. Thanks again. Great. Thanks for having me. This episode was recorded on March 16, 2020. We have now received new information today, March 17, 2020, that is going to allow therapists, practitioners, health care providers to do telehealth and even in a non-HIPAA compliant setting. Please contact the providers that you provide for as soon as possible in order to be able to activate these services for all your patients, including your Medicare patients. Just a reminder to everybody to please read the documents so you understand what you're allowed to do. It looks like there's an e-visit versus a telehealth visit. Sorry, I don't have more details, but I did post a link in the show notes to the document as well as it will be included in the info sheet. Please send an email to info at hand therapy.com and put in the title or in the email virtual and we will send you the information discussed today. Thanks. Stay safe. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Hand Therapy Heroes. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Visit handtherapy.com and register for our newsletter containing free content and courses about our fascinating hands. Hold hands today for a more functional tomorrow.